Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. Welcome to this podcast episode and we are so delighted that today we have as a guest Jessica Baskin. Jessica is a feminine embodiment coach, embodiment movement guide, women's gatherer and group journey facilitator. Jessica is devoted to guiding women back into their sensual bodies so that they may remember their power to serve in love, help bring the collective back to harmony. Well, welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much. Thank you for that introduction. So happy to be here with both of you ladies. Oh, we're so happy to have you. It's so great to see you again, honestly, in, practically in person anyway. <laughs> and as um, in person as we can get. <laughs> right, yeah. I know that you're all about being a deeply sensual woman, Jessica. And so my first question, I'm just diving straight in here, is what was your journey to becoming a deeply sensual woman? Mm, thank you for that question. Well, I was married very young. I got married for reasons that I would never get, get married or get into a relationship now. As I said, I was very young and I was in a place of like the damsel where I really was like looking for someone to kind of save me and, and take over and take care of me and where I could just be held. And I was in that relationship for five years and realizing that I needed to get out of the relationship was like the most difficult thing that I've ever had to come to realize because I, I had constricted myself so much in putting myself in that place of trying to re receive love out of fear, out of like not being enough. And so, <laughs> so when I finally got the courage to leave, I went to Bali and, you know, Bali, if you've ever been there, is this place of like, oof, there's so much energy there and there's a lot of sensual, energy there and, and a lot of dance and tantra and when I went there it was like really the beginning of my journey to breaking free from like the masculine ways that I had been doing like yoga practice and the ways that I had been constricting myself in like this relationship with my ex-husband and with myself and Like I found myself in many a dance on many a dance floor <laughs> with sweaty bodies all around me and just so much liberation. And in that liberation that I saw around me, I it's like I got permission to like step into this this part of me that was wanting to move through before, but I wasn't allowing it to move. Wow. And so um, for me, it was like, like dancing and liberating myself was really about stepping into 
this sensuality that I didn't even know was there. I really surprised myself a lot of the times when I would like get onto a dance floor and get really like, like it felt like sexy and shameful at times because, you know, sensuality isn't exactly something that is <laughs> encouraged, especially for women, because there's so much power in it. And the power in our sensuality is like, ah, it's so much. And it, it's been so much for our society for so long that it's been like pushed into the darkness and it like letting it break free and come out and ah, move through me. I, I see how much I've also been giving permission to, for other women and men to do the same, to really just like drop into their feeling, their feeling bodies and move it and express it without shame because it's not something to be shameful of. So yeah, it kind of started in my breaking free of this relationship that was constricting, which was really just my relationship with myself that I was restricting myself and, and breaking free from that and going on a journey to Bali and then many other amazing places with amazing community and, and dancing a lot and whew. wow it's smoking hot in here I can tell you that in this conversation <laughs> I need to buy a ticket to Bali and um, what an incredible journey that you outlined there and I don't know what I was getting in my ear as you were speaking to that was an unfolding it almost felt like you were going from this kind of hemmed in place into this like completely majestic unfolding of self. Just watching your body as you were speaking to that, um, it was quite incredible to watch. Mm, yeah, actually I have some roses here. I always have roses in my room. Yeah, that unfolding, it's like a rose. You know, I speak a lot to the feminine. The feminine, she does not open like in a forced way. Like you cannot, you cannot force a rose open if you try to force a rose open, the petals just fall off and the rose dies. And it's the same with a, a woman. A woman cannot be forced open. We know this, our pussies <laughs> cannot be forced open. It, it's like with slowness and with gentle attention that we open. And the opening is like infinite. The unfolding is like it never ends. We just continue to unfold as long as we are in that place of really taking our time and honoring ourselves and doing it with so much love. That's amazing. And it's so inspiring to see you talk about it. And I'm curious, what's the most difficult thing that you actually had to accept during this unfolding and during this journey about mm. yourself? Uh, well, <laughs> we talked about it before we got on the call. The perfectionism piece is a huge piece that I'm, I'm constantly like, pushing up against as a Virgo. <laughs> I'll, I'll just blame it on the fact that I'm a Virgo. <laughs> the perfectionism, because as I said, the thing that the feminine hates the most is like having an agenda having a goal, having to like fit in a box of like what is perceived perfection. <laughs> I, I think this is my journey for a reason 
my <laughs> learned way of being is very much that like rigid, gotta do it this way, perfect. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not the only one. Michaela's um, nodding. <laughs> yeah, this is a, like an everyday experience for me is, is being gentle with myself. Like, okay, where are you trying to force? yourself to be something that you're not and can you allow yourself to be like messy in the unfolding the feminine path is not like this <laughs> linear straight line path of perfection it's like spiraling and she goes through like these realms of darkness and she rolls through the soil and she comes out dirty and <laughs> we love the messiness we talk so often to the messiness <laughs> Yeah, it, it always relaxes me when we have guests on that are okay with that whole mess thing because I think oh great now I can just be totally myself you know because we are messy beings aren't we even in our sensual selves you know it doesn't look a certain way it isn't all glossy and, and harmonious all of the time there's mess in it we've put certain ideas on what like the masculine is supposed to be and what the feminine is supposed to be and we tend to think of the, the feminine as this like light delicate, flowery, lacy, fragile experience of a woman. Yeah, that is one part. And there's this whole other part. I recently taught a course on the dark feminine and we were going into all of these aspects that, that have been denied by our culture, by patriarchy. It really went into like, how can I reclaim the parts that have been denied, not only like by me, but by centuries upon centuries upon centuries of generations of humanity that have placed all of these boxed ideas on what it means to be a woman and what the feminine is. And the darkness and everything that lurks in the darkness I don't know, my body just like moved like a snake. <laughs> we have feared so much of the feminine because we've been told that is not to be seen. We're only supposed to see like the pretty, like closed legs, lovely. And yet <laughs> when we get down to it and sitting in that place of being in that sweaty room in Bali with like all of these humans around you just being free and... <laughs> and you're in it there's nothing prim and proper about that like something gets like, unleashed right there's a wildness <laughs> there is yeah. something that is actually our essence that's allowed to be there that's what I hear when you share that yeah and I really think about like the essence of us as women as the feminine that's how I've been speaking to the feminine lately is like this this part of us that wants to move through and that will move through if you just surrender enough to let her move through and you're not going to know how it's going to turn out and you're not going to know like where it's going to take you but if you can slow down enough and just trust her like she will take you to the most insanely beautiful <laughs> places and beautiful might not look how you think of as beautiful but it will be 
insanely beautiful if you can just relax and stop controlling so fucking much. <laughs> what you were saying actually was just like going through my heart. Seriously, it, it felt like, yes, that's the truth. And how that beauty looks like, it's so different for all of us. And the trust part, yes, it's so needed and it's so hard as well. What kind of practices do you have to keep up that trust? Mm, a big practice that I have is every time that I feel my body contracting uh, around something happening that I don't want to happen, for example, I ask myself the question, can I trust this? Can I trust that whatever is happening to me, to me, <laughs> as my mind would think, can I trust that it's actually happening for me? No, and that's really speaking to not my mind that wants to work out like, oh, how am I going to get my, myself through this situation? But like, can I trust that there is a power in me that knows that this thing is happening for my opening? So that's a big one. I sit in, in silence with myself every day, which is really important. It doesn't always look like seated still meditation but just to give myself time every day to listen and to remember because it's really easy to forget <laughs> and to get lost in external happenings that are going on around me and just to tune in every day and remember like there is a powerful force of Shakti running through me and there is nothing that can touch that. Yeah. And what I hear there is remembering to be in connection and in relationship with self so that we can feel that strong power, so that we can connect to our world, to our essence. And what I would love to ask you is, what advice would you give to a woman that maybe has lost a bit of contact, connection to her femininity, to her world self, and wants to kind of get back in contact with that? Mm, move, move your body, <laughs> move your body though, not in a way that you've been told to before, <laughs> which is like, oh, what does that mean? You know, Sam, the practices that I teach, I teach guided movement, but it's not that guided. <laughs> it's really just guiding you into the intelligence that your body has and to get out of your mind that wants to do things in a certain way and to really just tap into what wants to move through you right now, which is going to be different than what wants to move through you in like a minute from now or yesterday. But yeah, I really recommend that women move their bodies every day because this is where your, your, power is your power isn't just in your head in this place where like you've been told to collect knowledge and be smart but it's really in the the core of your womb in your heart in your belly put on a song that makes you feel sexy or angry or sad or uh, joyful or confused and move with that energy, move with whatever you're feeling. 
and welcome it all because it is all a part of the experience of who you are and what you're going through. And if you can move with it and not resist against it, then you're doing it. I'm really smiling here because <laughs> I'm going on a journey back into these embodiment courses that I participated in with you as our leader. And I'm just remembering these amazing moments where I was so in my body and I wasn't dancing or trying to do moves or look a certain way. I was just really deepening into a certain part of me. In fact, the heart one really comes to mind. And like you were saying there, Jessica, letting this movement come from the heart outwards, letting the movement come through me rather than trying to do movement. And I think that's the crucial part in the surrender. It's letting it pass through letting it express you know, in its own right, <laughs> without any attachment to how that looks. Um, and you so amazingly created a space for us all in which that just kind of happened. Um, and it was transformational, I have to say. It is, it is transformational. It's not, it's not anything that is the norm. <laughs> and that's why it is so transformational, because to give yourself the opportunity to just be in what you're in and not try to mask it with, I'm okay, <laughs> I'm good. And just keep trucking along like a robot and really let yourself be in it and be free. Like this is what freedom is, allowing, allowing what's there to move through and to be expressed. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Amazing practice actually. Like everything that you're feeling, you feel in the body and then it moves through you. That's amazing. Yeah, well, when we were reading through your form, I, a little bit leapt out at me about serving in love. And I was really getting curious around what that means to you. If you want to be in service in your life, the only way that you can ever be in service is from a place of love. When I work with people, like one-on-one, -on -one, for example, if I have triggers with this person, or if there's just something that doesn't feel right with this person, I'm not going to be serving them. If I'm not in like a place of, I love you. I can't serve you if I don't love you. Yeah, it's, it's a big practice to like take my ego wanting to help somebody because it's going to make me feel good out of it. It's like a huge practice. I can't tell you that I have like completely mastered that. Otherwise I would be, I don't know, like dancing in a cave in India. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the love piece is everything. And it's actually something that I was writing about this morning is like unconditional love for self. What does it really come down to? Can I love myself when I'm in pain? Can I love myself when I'm in those messy places? Can I love myself when I'm confused and I have no money and everybody else hates me <laughs> and I've done bad things? Can I love myself in all of those moments? And the more, you know, the more that we can love truly come to a deep love inside of ourselves, the more that we just see everybody else as a reflection of that because we know that we are reflecting what we see in everybody else is what is being reflected back from ourselves being in service to love boils down to being in deep 
unconditional love with myself so that I can serve from the purest place. Oh, you expressed that so beautifully. (laughs) And that whole share just completely opened up my heart space. And it's a decision actually to open your heart like that and to come from that place. And it takes courage and it takes persistence, you know? In every moment. I mean, surrender takes a massive amount of courage. Mm. Surrender has been like something that is so confusing. (laughs) The way we've taught about what surrender is. I'm fighting and then I'm going to lay down my sword and lay lay down on the on the ground of the war zone and let let myself be killed (laughs) or submitting to an external force. But yeah, surrender is really letting go of all of the ways that we've coiled ourselves into these tight packages of (laughs) of like constriction and repression because ultimately like the repression of the patriarchy is just an internalized experience of a repression on ourselves so we can't blame it on anybody else anymore like we really have to own all of the ways that we have repressed ourselves and this is a huge piece with the surrender is reclaiming and taking full responsibility like full responsibility for everything that has happened to to us and I say that with air quotes right because ultimately all of the things like are happening for our for opening. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get too deep into the rabbit hole and then have to explain myself later. <laughs> you, this is just so interesting. You, you're so full of wisdom. And I did really want to ask you a little bit also about your time in India, because Magena and I were getting super curious about that. And in particular, how that helped you to awaken your sensuality and your senses just generally. I've been to India three times. And they've all been very different experiences. Yeah, the senses, that's hilarious because uh, that is like the most overly stimulated, yeah, place that I've ever been to. And that's probably on the face of this planet. The first time I went there, I did it my very first yoga teacher training. I was very young and I remember being so extremely disgusted and so extremely like so much pleasure what from one moment to the next because you're walking through the street and there's the smell of <laughs> things that you don't even know what they are and you're just Ugh. and then incense and flowers and indian food and so being there it can be overly stimulating if you are in a place of being in resistance and i think india brings this up for a lot of people more more than any other place in the world is that it forces you to let go of the your restrictions and to let go with the flow because you don't know what is going to happen when you turn the corner i can't say that when i was there the first time i was on a super sensual journey but it was absolutely my hugest lesson being there was about just surrendering and and allowing for what was there to be there. And then the last time was that I was there was actually also soon after I broke out of my marriage and I was teaching a retreat and then I had some time on the beach 
I was in the depths of some really deep sadness, obviously. And being in India, it's like the motherland. <laughs> People call it the motherland. Just there's like this really, even though it is so intense, the mother energy is, is really intense. I felt very held that last time too by that mother like intensity craziness there was so much craziness happening inside of me and meeting the craziness and it was just that reflection piece <laughs> again just being with that place and now you're in Guatemala so you're a globetrotter <laughs> I am a globetrotter I've actually been going since I got divorced so for the past five and a half years I've been moving around the world and finding places that I love and exploring how much there is in these places that I've spent a lot of time in that I had no idea was even possible when I was living in Canada or in Denmark, which is where I was married. McCain is saying, oh, I live there. <laughs> oh, you live in Denmark. Yes, I'm here. Oh, I didn't Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's why, I, that's why I was married. Yeah, and so I've been mostly living in these incredibly beautiful places on the planet where, <laughs> where there is amazing spiritual community. And this place in Guatemala on Lake Atitlan, there is the most incredible community of people that is everything I'm finding. And I feel like really community is the way, the way of the future. We're kind of breaking free slowly of the typical four person family experience and moving more towards community and living on exchanges and being in deep relationship with humans and raising our babies together. That's what I want. That's inspiring. Wow, what an incredible conversation. And again, it's one of those ones, I don't know about you, Megana, but I could just feel like I can continue no this for the next 10 hours or so. You're so interesting to speak to. You are just a mine of amazing wisdom and personal insights. Um, and thank you so much for all of your personal shares, actually, which makes the conversation so rich. And you. you're not going just yet, Jessica, because now we're coming to... The wildfire round. <laughs> it's not so wild. Don't worry. I reckon you can get through this. So. Oh my gosh. I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. <laughs> Are you ready to play? Yeah, always. Great. So you just get two choices and that's it, basically. That's all you need to know. And you just need to surrender to the experience. Question one. <laughs> Shakti or Kali? Shakti. Mm. Question two. Golden milk or lassie? <laughs> Golden milk? <laughs> She's like, what's that one about? Megana, <laughs> <laughs> that was your question, right? <laughs> I know exactly what it's about, Megana. Is it about Jessica? <laughs> <laughs> Question three, happy baby or child's pose? Child's pose. 
and for our fourth question. Silk or leather? <laughs> silk, all the way. She's a silk lady. <laughs> mm, yeah, I've actually never owned anything that's not, that wasn't shoes or earrings that were leather. Because I always feel like I would just be too hot. I never know when I'm going to move. So I always wear something that's like easy to shake, yeah. shake around in. <laughs> the last question oh. is foreplay or a quickie? A foreplay, of course. <laughs> a quickie? No, hours. <laughs> like after all that talk about like slow, take slow to open. Of course, like there you know. <laughs> testing just testing okay okay thank you I appreciate it keeping me on my toes <laughs> Jessica thank you for being such a, an embodied guest we're just delighted to have had you here today and um, it's been an incredible conversation right Magena? yes thank you so much I echo all what Sam said it has been amazing Thank oh you. Oh my gosh, ladies, thank you so much. It has been, yeah, I, I echo you both as well. So much fun. And I'm super honored to have been, to have been here with you all. Ladies, it is your last chance to grab your tickets for the International Women's Self-Love Festival taking place the 27th and 28th of March. The website is in the podcast notes. We'd love to see some of you there. Bring along a friend and let's make this a really amazing opportunity to elevate global self-love. Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares.